And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. And joining us now, David Widmar with Agricultural Economic Insights. David, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us today. How are you? Great to be back, Jesse. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Appreciate the time, David. As we uh, look at a lot of news items uh, just impacting the broader markets in general, uh, I know that uh, the Fed raising interest rates again, another 75 basis points, uh, really is something that the trade knew was going to happen, but still just watching it happen. All the inflation talk and the sur- surging U.S. dollar uh, a lot of things kind of wrapped up in in all of that that are impacting the markets as a whole. So as you take a step back, wide view, look at inflation and everything else, what are some of the things you're watching closely and, and what are you talking about with folks right now? One of the things, Jesse, that we talked about at the beginning of the year with a lot of our growers and a lot of folks we work with is there's three interest rate questions. How soon does the Fed raise rates? How aggressively do they raise rates? and what happens with long-term rates. And I think the biggest story, uh, partly because it's part of the Ag Forecast Network, was long-term rates, the 10-year treasuries, for instance, crossed 3.5%. So we have the highest uh, long-term rates that we've seen in a while. And so, and this actually happened before the Fed's announcement. And so we've seen this sort of shift in it's starting to maybe impact those longer-term rates, or we're seeing the latest news out of the Fed continue to impact those longer-term interest rates. I think it's often human nature to get hyper-focused on the Fed's next meeting and what decision they're going to do. And is it 50 or 75 basis points? But oftentimes for us in agriculture, the markets are moving well advance of that announcement. And so we've seen these 10-year treasuries, they've been on a, a big change. The other thing that we're, we're writing about and thinking a lot about is we have not only been in a low interest rate environment for the last decade, We've been in a pretty stable interest rate environment. So if you look back in the 90s and the early 2000s, there's a lot more movements in interest rates. The Fed so far this year in you know nine, not even quite nine months, about six or seven months of movement, I guess seven months of movement has moved those short-term rates 300 basis points. That seems like a lot, especially if you look at 10 or 20 years of data. But if you go back to the 80s and the 70s, Again, this goes back to this sticker shock is we've been in a pretty flat interest rate environment. We had a lot of changes back in the 70s and 80s. So not only were rates high in the 80s, they were moving them 7, 800, 900 basis points within a year. Big changes, changes that are bigger than the interest rates we're seeing today. So helping folks think through that. With everything going on in inflation and the dollar specifically, with us getting more new 20-year highs, I can't imagine what that dollar is going to do for agricultural commodities and exports as well. I mean, it's just going to make things that much more expensive when it comes to U.S. commodities, corn, beans, wheat, etc. I, I would have to think a sharply higher U.S. dollar, if it continues to rise, is only going to be a headwind for commodities. So yeah, Jesse, I think it's really important to step back and say, why is the dollar important? And the dollar is important because if international buyers are buying U.S. goods or U.S. consumers are buying uh, foreign goods, you first have to buy the local currency. So uh, a grain buyer in China has to buy U.S. dollars or Brazilian reals before they buy those soybeans or those corn or that beef. And so when an exchange rate becomes more expensive, there's less purchasing power for a given quantity of local currencies. And so it adds. And what we've looked at is farm level prices here in the U.S. are about what they were back in 2011, 12, 13, the last time commodity prices were high. But if you include some of the exchange rate impacts of that, 
buyers in Mexico or even Japan, they're facing a much steeper price. Uh, those farm level prices look way higher today for them than it did uh, just a, a decade or so ago. And so that could have some impacts. But I think the challenge here is every commodity has a unique trade environment. It depends on who we export to, what the exchange rate relationship between the dollar and that currency or that country is. But then also it impacts who else is selling those commodities around the world. So for soybeans, it's sort of China, the US, and the Brazilian real, right? Those three, you have to understand those three. Other commodities have a very different portfolio. And in fact, we looked at this, maybe dairy and wheat uh, doesn't have as much of a headwind as maybe soybeans and corn has had this year. But we'll see how that plays out. You know, we've talked about this before. Our look take on this is corn usage has been pretty sluggish overall. It's not a bad story. It's just not a phenomenal story. And I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind. You had an interesting nugget you just said uh, about wheat and maybe not as big of a headwind for wheat. Uh, I typically have always heard that, you know, a higher U.S. dollar is a weight on the wheat market. But even this past week, we haven't really seen that. So maybe explain your thoughts there a little bit more, because I guess I've always heard something different. But I'd love to love to have you expand on that a little bit. Jesse, I think this is exactly what's going on in the world is sometimes those rules of thumb don't work. They're not perfect. They're not golden rules. Uh, and so I think what we have here in this situation in 2022 is, yes, wheat has a higher dollar. But when you look at the competitors around the world, their exchange rates have had even more upward pressure. Right now, the exchange rate um, situation, the U.S. has a really strong valuation relative to other advanced economies such as mm -hmm. the euro. If you ever want to go on a European vacation, this is the time to do it. The euro and the dollar are at about parity. The US dollar isn't nearly as strong relative to other emerging economies. And so when you think about who our competitors are on the global export side for wheat, we're in a different lot or a different peer group. And the dollar relative to that peer group might be actually uh, not as uh, damaged as some of the other uh, others in that group. Well, David, uh, great stuff. Any other uh, things you're watching closely? I know you guys have a great website, AEI.ag. You have the premium side, the Ag Forecast Network, a lot of great research and commentary you post there. Anything else you're working on or anything else uh, you want to mention here today? Well, of course, we have the yield contest within the Ag Forecast Network. That's been a lot of fun to see that going through. It looks like uh, – Corn is going to be a below trend yield because there's that long burn question. But now it's starting to ask, okay, is it going to be yields in the October and November was year? They're going to be higher than they are today. That's still a big uncertainty. We'll see how soybean finishes up. We like to remind folks there's still a lot of unknown out there. We could still see a three, four, five bushel change in the corn estimates and a couple bushels for soybeans. And so we are zeroing in, but we're not nearly close to the middle of the bullseye yet. We still have several layers of, of rings to work our way through. So keep that in mind with uncertainty. We talked about usage earlier. I think that's another key situation. But overall, Jesse, we updated this the other day. The global supply, the global stocks are still tight. We started this year tight. And they're even tighter today. It's across all commodities. It's across uh, all regions of the world. And so that will be an important story that sticks with us well into 2023. Fantastic. Well, with that, we appreciate the time as always. David Widmar, Agricultural Economic Insights. Learn more, AEI.ag. David, thanks again. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks, Jesse.
You've been listening to American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.